All right. Some other uh some other commotion going on in the NBA scene. Scottie Pippen's releasing his memoir uh this week. Um it's a new book called Unguarded. Um and it's a, going over a lot of stuff in his career. But one noteworthy thing is he's taking shots at a lot of people. And yeah, you know you know who's catching most of those shots? Yeah, he is. His number one. Yeah, his number one teammate for a large chunk of his NBA career, Michael Jordan. Uh, let's just say Scotty wasn't too happy with how he was portrayed in the last dance. Um, he expressed anger over the last dance, glorifying Michael Jordan and not giving enough praise uh, to his teammates and himself. Um, he was mad how Michael Jordan treated uh, him and his teammates, basically saying, oh, we did everything to promote his precious brand and we didn't receive a dime from the documentary while Jordan made millions um, and I didn't earn a dime. Uh, he called Jordan. Uh, he was called by Jordan in the documentary selfish when he decided to um, forego his surgery in the summer of 97 because yep. he wanted to have fun instead electing to take it while the team was in the middle of the season to where he didn't play for a few months. And um, he said, well, if I'm so selfish, what about when you uh, you chose to retire um, in 93 uh, right ahead of training camps so the team couldn't sign any free agents? Mm-hmm. Um, so what are, what are your thoughts on this? Man, I've been – I it's, – it's no – okay. Before, before I start digging into things, I just got to get this straight. I'm, I'm not an anti-Michael Jordan guy. I think he's a fantastic player. I just think when it comes to Michael Jordan, everybody just sees him as the end-all, be-all of basketball. He's up there on, on the pedestal, and no one could ever touch him, and I just don't see him that way. I see him almost like how Scottie Pippen is saying. He's a selfish player, and he looks out for Michael Jordan. I mean – when it comes to this, I would 100% agree with what Pippen was saying. You know, he took issue with how he's portrayed in the documentary. I think that's dead accurate. You know, he says that the documentary was just used as a prop. You know, I watched the full Last Dance when it was coming out. I was like most people who was out there waiting for it to come out. I think it was over or two episodes at a time, 10 total mm-hmm. episodes, an hour each. I was watching that along with, with a bunch of sports fans, and I just thought it, it was just it was straight propaganda is what it was. It was propaganda from the Jordans camp. It was just trying to reassert himself at the top of the mountain. And I mean, look at me, I'm Michael Jordan, look at all the things that I did. And that's, it's fantastic. And not to mention, let's just, let's just start with what started this documentary, how this all started, who gave the go ahead and when it was after Michael Jordan saw LeBron come back from a three, one deficit in the NBA finals to beat the 73 and nine golden state warriors to win a title in Cleveland, that's when the go-ahead was given. It wasn't before, it wasn't before, you know, Jordan or LeBron started to get himself up there as far as the titles, started to get this, you know, 3-1 comeback from the greatest team ever, greatest record, all those things. You know, Pippen has felt like he's been a punching bag for so long, being the number two to Michael Jordan. And he's not afraid to fire back now as we see he's writing his memoirs, he's taking his shots at Jordan. And I think a lot of the things that he's saying now, he probably felt back then, but probably didn't feel like he had the power to come out and say to Jordan, because let's be honest, Jordan is a powerful name. It's a powerful brand. And Scottie Pippen, especially back then, if he was going to say these things about Jordan, he'd just be sent on his way. Bye. Catch you later. See you never. 
Yeah, well, I have to start off with saying that uh, I had two jerseys I could have worn today for this podcast, but uh, I couldn't wear one because I had to support the other guy. So I'm just going to start with that. Well, yeah, I saw the for, uh, uh, the podcast listeners. I'm wearing a, my Michael Jordan jersey from the 97 finals. I was about to say, I saw, saw the championship logo on there, so I knew it had to be from way back when, you know. It's a nice little... It's yeah, a nice uh-huh. little thing, the nice okay. little Larry O'Brien patch. Um, but back on a serious note, how I see this um, is, and it, it kind of sucks, uh, I would say, for Bulls fans, especially Bulls fans that were there to witness this, because mm-hmm. you look at arguably, and in my opinion, the greatest duo in NBA history, which you always want to think they're, oh, they're such great friends, they're brothers to the end and stuff like that, when it's clear that this is not the case in reality. Um, and it sucks it's, even for the fans that weren't there where this whole Bulls era has been romanticized to Bulls fans for generations to come because it was honestly one of the greatest dynasties in NBA history. And it just sucks to see, I guess, the curtains come down and that it wasn't like a perfect pairing. It wasn't everyone's linking arm in arms. To me, Scotty kind of comes off as the bitter old man that's, Basically, he's full of a lot of regret that's happened in his career. I mean, he signed that, what was it, a seven-year deal at the time um, mm-hmm. in the early 90s with the Bulls, basically that ran through 1999. Um, basically, like, yeah, you're, we're going to pay you a million dollars a year. When at the time, that's what the value was, but the salary cap exploded in the NBA like a season later to where he was massively underpaid. I believe he was like... I'm literally just pulling this out of my head. Uh, I think he was ranked 150th in highest paid players by the mid nineties. Yeah. Um, just because that's where NBA salaries were. Um, and so he always kind of felt some resentment to that when other players were getting paid, but he kind of put himself in that position because he wanted to make sure his family was going to be provided for. So he didn't want to risk signing a shorter deal. Um, if he was afraid to get injured or something like that. Um, his, him choosing to sit out the summer in 97 was self. I think it was completely fair for MJ to call him selfish in that instance, because I mean, that is kind of the selfish mood. Like this team is coming off a back-to-back they're gearing up for what could potentially be the last time this team has a chance in their window to win a title. And he's like, nah, I want to enjoy my summer. I want to like party on boats and stuff like that. So I'll get my surgery during the season. We'll figure out later. Like that's a whole disservice to your team. Or on the flip side of it, Michael Jordan was going through a lot in the summer of 93. The timing of when he wanted to retire isn't great, but I don't think it's something he intended because his father had just died like the month before. There's a lot weighing on him. He kind of felt burnt out previous to his father dying with the game of basketball. So I don't I don't think it's fair to call Jordan selfish in that instance. Yeah, the timing wasn't great. But he was going through a lot of real life stuff at the time. He wasn't wanting to party for the rest of his life. Like, that's not why he was retiring. Um, and with The Last Dance, I don't know how many documentaries where people get paid for what they do. I mean, Michael Jordan was a producer, which kind of makes it a controversial way to call this a documentary. But at the same, at the end of the day, it was Michael Jordan's production. So of course he's going to get paid. I assume in most documentaries, the people featured in documentaries aren't getting paid either, unless they have a stake in it, which many of the people that got interviewed, I assume did not have a stake in it. So I don't know why you're 
throwing a shot at Jordan for that. Um, and at the same time, he's also like throwing shots at Charles Barkley, calling him like lazy and not a real winner. And then of course, throwing shots at Isaiah Thomas. And then this is the biggest thing that killed all credibility for this book before it even came out. Um, is when he flat out called Phil Jackson racist on the Dan Patrick show. Like, Phil Jackson, racist? Because he gave Tony Kukoc the, fin- uh, the final shot in that game where you sat on the bench and pouted? No, I don't believe for a second that Phil Jackson made a racial decision on who gets the ball in that final play. I think that's ridiculous. And it even went so far as to when he was interviewed about his book by uh, Sopin Deb for the New York Times, who asked him, like, do you still think Phil Jackson was racist? I noticed you didn't flat out say that in the book. And Scotty kind of like went back on it. He's like, when did I say that? He's like, oh, you said on the Dan Patrick. So he's like, all right. So, yeah, I said that. And then he's like, uh, so then Deb was like, do you still think that? And then Scotty got really tense. I, I really recommend anyone listening. Check out the New York Times article about this because there's an interview with Pippin that's just so interesting. Pippin gets really tense. And then at the end, he basically cuts it off and then they canceled the photo shoot with the New York Times for what they were going to do for him. I just, I, I just, I think Scottie Pippin is just, like I said, he's just bitter. Man, I, I think Scotty's just, he feels so disrespected, man. And I think, you know, I will agree. I, I, I think he was dead wrong there for, for the racist comment. I don't think anyone, he, if, if that was true, if, if Phil Jackson, anything he did was racially motivated, I'm sure we would have had some more people come out after he made those comments and say, yeah, you know, we thought about that or we've thought that for years or we've noticed this, that or the other. But no, I think I think he was out of pocket for that one. I'm not going to lie. But I think one of the driving forces to Pippin kind of making this you know, documentary, making the comments he's making is man just feels so disrespected. I mean. We, we talk about all the time, a, a lot of, and I'm not going to go too deep into it, but the, the number one comparison that we hear nowadays, especially with where LeBron's at in his career, is the comparison to Michael Jordan. And even though we could go on and on, they're not even similar players with how they play the game of basketball. I think most people would agree on that. But mm-hmm. they because they've kind of both reached that, they don't have a comparison. They both, I mean, their numbers, their accolades, they're, they're up there by themselves. And I think one of the things that a lot of people that are just straight up not wanting to listen to any sort of arguments on the Jordan side of camp will just say, well, you know, LeBron played with Dwayne Wade and he played with Chris Bosh and he played with Kyrie Irving. And everybody's like, well, Jordan didn't play with anybody. He created those guys and those, and it's like, that's, that's a comparison that we hear a lot where people forget how good Scottie Pippen was. Scottie Pippen on, on his own, if Michael Jordan didn't exist, he wouldn't have six championships. Don't get me wrong. He would not be winning all these championships with the Chicago Bulls. But Scottie Pippen deserves his credit as one of the greatest players of all time, especially we talk about we, – we talked about on the very – I think it was the second or third episode, the, the, the 75 list. Scottie Pippen is one of those players. He's such a great player to the game of basketball, and I feel like he feels almost disrespected that everybody's like, well, you know, Jordan made you. Jordan played, you know – Jordan created Scottie Pippen and without Scottie Pippen or without Jordan's who's Scottie Pippen. And he's kind of sitting there as he has a chance to look back on his career and realize, you know what? I think he realizes, no, I know Jordan obviously helped his career, but he's sitting there being, you know what? I was a pretty damn good player myself. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing 
it might be bitterness. Some of it might be bitterness, but I think kind of what he's driving at is a lot of truth to it. I think Jordan was a very selfish basketball player. I think we saw a lot, especially on the, the last dance, he was a selfish person. And a lot of the things that he did were motivated by just what he needed. And I think Scottie Pippen has just finally had enough, man. Yeah, I do understand that Michael Jordan is kind of a, a rigid player to play with and wasn't always the most um, unselfish teammate. But some of his rigidness was calculated to help his teammates get basically elevated to his level, which I do think in turn did help the team in the long run, even though he was seen as an asshole at times. I mean, we saw him mess picking on Scotty Burrell in the last dance. Um, but in the end, I do think it helped those Bulls teams and it helped those players achieve their full potential because I mean, they came away with six titles and six finals appearances. Now on the, the hand of Scotty, he is definitely, I would say by those who, when you're talking about the great players, I feel like he is definitely forgotten about just because he always played under Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. No doubt the man could have probably been in some championship situations without Michael Jordan there and in a different world, maybe on a different team, or if Jordan did stay retired and the bulls kind of built up another team behind him with whoever, whatever that core would have been, maybe he could have won champ one championship on his own. He was kind of, he was like one of the earlier point forwards of the game. Yeah. Um, he was, if anything, the best comparison to him, which he said at many times is LeBron James in terms mm -hmm. of the style of player he was, which I would say is very true. Um, but at the same time, like, which I, I got to, you, you addressed it earlier, but the people in this camp, they're saying Jordan's the greatest player of all time. Stop saying he didn't play with anybody. That is not true at all. He played with people and you make the rest of us look stupid. Cause you bring us down to your Thank level you. in the eyes of other people. No, Thank Michael you. Jordan had teammates too. And Phil Jackson. And Phil Jackson. Yes. Which is, is not a knock on Jordan. And people think that when we bring up the players that he played with or the coaches he had, it's a knock on him. It's like, no, you know, he played with, if not the one of the best coaches of all time, that's not a knock. That's awesome. You know, he, that was a benefit in his favor. It doesn't hurt Jordan, but we still have to admit that. That'd be like faulting Tim Duncan for only playing under Greg Popovich. It, it makes no sense. <laughs> Tom Brady played with Bill Belichick. Okay. They're both great. Like, Tom Brady's sorry. still the goat. I'm Ex sorry. Sorry. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it happens, but I feel, yeah. feel like in the, jo in the Jordan LeBron debate, it gets so muddied by who played with who. And, you know, it's like, you know, for all we know, 30 years from now, Eric Spolster might want be one of the best coaches of all time if he keeps doing what he's – you know, we don't know. We don't know where things are going to end up. But, man, I, I it's, a, it's a tough one because, like you said in the very beginning, it's hard to see these two guys that a lot of people just kind of assumed were the best of friends because of how they played, and they played so well together. I mean, they really bounced everything off of each other, but it's tough to see it kind of where it's going. I think it's going to keep going. I don't oh. think I don't think it's going to be – any sort of apology show sit down. I, I think it's going to get dirtier. See, this is usually the age for NBA players where if they had like gripes against each other during their playing time, this is around the age where they kind of kiss and make up. I mean, we saw it with Magic Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, and then Kobe Bryant and Shaq shortly yeah. before yeah. Kobe died. These dudes are in their late fifties and all hell's breaking loose. I don't, I, I really can't see a world in where these two kind of ever make up because I mean, some of the stuff that, is being said at least on scotty's side uh because you really never hear from michael jordan aside from the last dance um it, it's pretty it's pretty bad um 
and it, it, it sucks. Um, Scotty says that they were never close. They really never, ever had a relationship. I kind of find that hard to believe because I don't know if you saw a few years ago, there was a, during a Hornets game, I think it was the Bulls Hornets game, actually, where Zach Levine hit that three-pointer to uh, put the Hornets away. And uh, the guy was like, you're kidding. Um, the dude that's always yelling. I, I don't know his name, but he's always screaming about Michael or Miles Bridges. Um, but <laughs> Jordan was in one of the his booths um one of the the nice little uh boxes that you can many of the stadiums have and you see sky pippen walk up from behind him like pat his hand on his shoulder and then smile and they like do a little handshake and it's like you're telling me there's no like if you don't like this dude so much why are you going out of your way to sit and watch a basketball game in his private owner's box mm-hmm. like i i just i i think scotty pippen who's had some monetary issues uh, in his lifetime. I think he's just trying to cash in. I, I think that's what a lot, he's just trying to drum up press for his, his new brand of, of like some food snacks, his new brand of whiskey and this yeah. book. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, some of it is, is money. I mean, don't get me wrong. Money drives a lot of it. And let's be out where Michael Jordan is. He doesn't need to do things like that where the dude is worth billions of dollars at this point. So he's not so is worried obviously about money as Scottie Pippen buzz, does, but I think it goes back to also like what you said, right? the height of his career, the contract he signed, he wasn't able to cash out as much as he possibly could, where now he's kind of having to almost, you know, play catch up and just kind of make some of the money off of his name, off of his likeness. But I still think, while that might discredit some of the things he said. And I think, like I said before, some of these things are going a bit too far. I still think that there is a sense of truth to a lot of the things that he's saying. And I think, He's kind of playing off that that last dance documentary where a lot of us fans who never had the opportunity to kind of see those behind the scenes look and how Jordan interacted with a bunch of people in his private life on his team just around the stadium. We're kind of seeing, you know, maybe, hey, maybe some of those things that we thought maybe he's a little bit more about Michael and maybe, you know, things obviously things weren't with with his uh, teammates weren't always you know, rainbows, but like you said, that's the way that he motivated and everybody does it a little bit differently and everybody responds to things a little bit differently, but, and it worked for them. You can't argue with that, but I I think Scottie Pippen is a little bit trying to get some of the money and it's going to work because he's creating headlines and he's going to sell a lot of uh, books. But I think at the end of the day, it's, there's a lot of truth to what Pippen's saying. And some of the things I wouldn't say I agree a hundred percent with, but I I, I think Scottie Pippen is, is saying a lot of the truth. Yeah, the last little thing I got to say on this is thank you, Scotty. I mean, for everything you did for Bulls Nation, even though I wasn't there for 99% of it. Um, but it's, it's just tough. It kind of feels like you're going through a divorce as a, a fan <laughs> because mom and dad are fighting and it's it's split and you're like stuck feeling like you have to choose between the two. Um, it's, it's just not fun as a Bulls fan. It just kind of hurts to see.